This is the Workday Red Zone on the ticket, 95.3 and 9.70 a.m. K-N-E-A. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hey gang, happy uh, Tuesday is where we're at. Appreciate everybody tuning in with us today. We've got a couple of, well, it should be okay hours to kill here on the Workday Red Zone. I mean, we're, we're two days into the work week, so, you know, we're back to throwing some mediocrity at you and hoping for the best. Maybe a little bit better than mediocre. We'll see. We'll see. We've got a guest today. We've got some audio to throw at you. It should help us fill some time, bring you some okay content, we hope. Fingers crossed. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Workday Red Zone. Coming at you on the Ticket Radio Network. Just a reminder, you can always stream us online at 953theticket.com and take us with you on the go as well by downloading the TuneIn app and searching for KNEA. If you want to shout at us today, call us 870-930-3776. And of course, you can also interact with us on social media as well. That is at Facebook.com slash 95.3 The Ticket and on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. Uh, you can also search for our question of the day that has a typo in it that I had to delete or had to retype because the first one had a typo in it. I'm not typing it a third time. It's just going to have to be the way it is. Anyways, that's there by searching for the hashtag WDRZ. It's the hashtag itself that's got a typo in it. But I mean, what do you do? Second day of work of the year and. This is just where we're at. Anyways, I'm Kara, joined in studio by producer Cade Carlton. Good afternoon. Busy week for Cade, voice of the Bearcats last night. Yeah. Of course, voice of Arkansas State women's basketball coming up later on this week. You got anything going on tonight? Uh, I don't. I'm not leaving my couch whenever I get okay. home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, you know what? I'm about 95% sure. Isn't that what you said about this time yesterday, too? Yeah, and then I broadcast the basketball game yeah. last night, but maybe it'll stick tonight. Are you superstitious? No. I'm not, I mean, if I okay. broadcast a game, I'll broadcast a game. It ain't going to bother me. Okay. I was about to say, if you if you really need that much break at, of a break, you know, I don't want to tell you what to do, but I think you might be over there knocking on wood. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. It's kind of... Things are getting kind of weird. Uh, what do we got going on today? Looking forward to the second hour of the program because we're going to have Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, with us in studio at 1.30. So that should be a good time. We'll get caught up on, of course, all things A-State. And uh, in the meantime, in the second hour, since we've already mentioned what's coming your way then, we'll actually start that second hour with some audio from Arkansas State women's basketball coach Destiny Rogers. And this hour, you'll hear some audio from Arkansas State men's basketball coach Mike Bellotto, as uh, they have started doing some Zooms uh, during the week, which is great for us. Thank you, A-State, as that certainly helps with some show prep, and uh, we'll get you guys up to speed on A-State hoops today. Uh, Looking at some quick news and notes before we get into the KavanaughCars.com question. Kind of all quiet in in terms of Arkansas State. Uh, No new news there, as uh, there was... You know, a little bit of a national coaching news yesterday related to the Red Wolves, but that was stuff that you all kind of kind of knew. Uh, not a lot going on with basketball, which is good. You don't want any news at this time of the week right yeah. now. If you're if you're putting out news on a Tuesday, it's probably not good news. So quiet there. Uh, so we'll look forward to 
what's next for the Red Wolves. Elsewhere, Arkansas men's basketball going to be hosting Vandy tonight. It's It will be the Hogs' first SEC home game. Uh, it's going to be the first league game overall for the Commodores. Hogs are 0-1 in league play. Game time at Bud Walton is at 7.30. Meanwhile, five straight for the Memphis Grizzlies. They topped the Nets in Brooklyn last night, 118-104. John Morant continues just his, I mean, he's tearing it up right now. 36 points, five Grizzlies that finished in double figures last night. And, of course, earlier in the day yesterday, Morant was recognized by the NBA as the Western Conference Player of the Week. So the Grizzlies doing all all kinds of fun things right now. By the way, if you're not planning on being out at A-State Women's Basketball on Thursday, um, Grizzlies are welcoming in the Pistons. Obviously, that's not really a marquee matchup so just a heads up tickets are cheap they're real cheap for that game yeah so i will be at at first national bank arena but just a heads up for some of you if you've been looking to get to a grizzlies game and didn't quite want to shell out the bucks that a a lakers ticket or a warriors ticket is going to cost next week then there you go thursday night go watch grizz pistons you can get in the door for about six bucks kavanaughcars.com question today and this is one Oh, I saw another typo in my tweet. I've got two two typos in this tweet. Let me get it together. Let me take <laughs> a deep breath. <laughs> We've asked you this question at the beginning of, of several years, so why not this one? I want to know what is your overall outlook on Arkansas State Athletics as 2022 begins? Uh, you've got, you, you can say it's optimistic, you can say it's pessimistic, or maybe you're just, you're just okay. You're not leaning in one direction or the other. Uh, I typed this poll question up earlier and posted it and I had to delete it because I had a typo in one of the answers, but those answers were very optimistic. It was like 11 straight optimistic answers, no pessimistic answers, which was staggering. And a couple people that responded with just okay, but again, I had to start that one, start over with a, a poll question that I posted on Twitter that has even more typos than the first one. So this is where we're at today. I'll try and get over it, trying to get over myself as we dive into the, this. Also, you know, we've, we've asked you several questions like this before. Sometimes we've uh, talked about different programs specifically. You know, I think there was a, a couple of times maybe that we threw this your way last year in terms of you know, football, you know, after the, after signing day, did that make you more optimistic? Were you still pessimistic due to the way that 2021 ended for A-State football? But again, just a, a couple things of note here is one, this is for overall A-State athletics. So I want you to think not just about football, but, and not just about the big four and football, men's and women's basketball and baseball, but just the athletic department as a whole, all of the programs, all of the coaches, all of the admin, you know, how do you size it all up? And then two, honestly, this is this is kind of a little bit of a personal philosophy question. You know, over the years, you learn that some people are just optimists. The glass is always half full. They are always looking forward to brighter things on the horizon. So I'm going to guess that every single one of the people who view their life like that, you're voting optimistically today. There are people on the flip side of that, too, that it seems like every single day they're waking up ready to start the day with a, a flat tire or a scorched coffee or, you know, the their favorite breakfast place being out of what they normally order. And those people are all going to answer pessimistically today. So uh, the rest of you, though, just try and set your personal philosophy aside and 
look at A-State athletics. We did ask you this back at the beginning of 2021, which I think is interesting because obviously 2020 was nuts as a sports year, just period. Not just for A-State, but period due to COVID and all of that. So I think when we ask you this at the beginning of last year, a lot of you were just looking forward to hopefully getting back to some normalcy in athletics, period. And so because of that, about two-thirds of you answered optimistic. That's where you all were at. And in 2019, more optimistic than pessimistic answers as well. But uh, I would anticipate we do see a little bit more positive responses today. But we'll see. You all, of course, will decide that. Again, that's set up as a misspelled poll question on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. And we'll have a lot of opportunities for open phone lines today on the program. Of course, we'll also make the case for why you should be an optimist heading into this year. And why maybe you should be a pessimist heading into this year. We'll outline those coming up throughout the course of the program today. But I tell you what, we'll go ahead and take our first break here now that we've kind of set the scene. And uh, we'll come back and talk about some kind of sort of national A-State news. Kind of. We'll fill you in on that after the break. Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone. Enter the Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie. Weekdays from noon to 2 on Northeast Arkansas's Sports Station. 95.3 The Ticket. Do you have significant manufacturing experience? In addition to offering weekend shifts with 40 hours paid for 36 hours work and seasonal shift incentives with bigger bonuses and increased starting pay, Linux Industries in Stuttgart is now hiring individuals with significant manufacturing experience at above their current entry-level rate. Experienced individuals can start at $16 and 15 cents an hour for the first shift and $16.90 for a second shift at Linux. Linux also offers excellent benefits, including full medical and a free on-site clinic for employees and their families and work inside an air-conditioned factory. Bigger bonuses and increased starting pay for seasonal shifts. Weekend shifts that pay 40 hours for 36 hours work. And now, starting pay above current entry-level rates for individuals with significant manufacturing experience. Come join the Linux team, the leading HVAC company in America. Call 870-672-8161 or apply online at linuxinternational.com slash careers. Linux Industries is an equal opportunity employer. Need health insurance now? Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield's limited duration plans provide affordable coverage designed to cover you for the length of time you need it. You don't have to wait to shop for health insurance. You can apply for these policies at any time. Call Woody Harrelson at 870-897-5000 or come see Woody at 2512 Alexander Drive in Jonesboro today. Woody Harrelson is a soliciting agent for Arkansas Blue Cross, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Plans available only to residents in Arkansas. Every person deserves respect, and that's what you're promised when you work with Stanley Woodard Law Firm. Bill Stanley and Jared Woodard are proud former lettermen at Arkansas State, and with over 45 years' experience, they've earned their reputation as hometown lawyers that get big city results. In fact, they've both been recognized in the National Trial Lawyers Association Top 100, whether it's personal injury, nursing home neglect, criminal defense, or civil litigation. Get respect, results, relief with Stanley Woodard Law Firm. Call 932-2000 and visit Stanley The Storehouse has a new location, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, and they have everything for your business. Office supplies, office furniture, fireproof files, printer towers and ink, break room supplies, cleaning supplies, bathroom supplies, self-inking stamps, printing, and so much more. The Storehouse offers free delivery, and you can order online or over the phone if you need. The Storehouse, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, or call 870-972-6360. Put your business in the hands of the experts at The Storehouse today. 
Arkansas State Parks are your passport to explore everything the natural state has to offer, from our storied past to our scenic beauty. With unexpected escapes like Jacksonport State Park, you can get a unique look at our state's history. Each one of our 52 state parks offers something just a little bit different. So pick up your passport at any state park visitor center. Plan your trip at ArkansasStateParks.com. Brought to you by this station and the Arkansas Broadcasters Association. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate hanging out with you. 930-3776 is the number to call. Asking you today for your overall outlook on Arkansas State Athletics as 22 begins. Are you feeling optimistic about the next 361 or so days? Are you feeling pessimistic? Are you just kind of in the middle? You're not really leaning in any direction. That's how that poll question is set up for you on Twitter. Of course, on the phone, she can answer however you would like. We'll go over some of the reasons to be optimistic coming up in in the next segment. And here in a few minutes, we'll hear from Arkansas State men's basketball coach Mike Bellano. We've got some audio to share from a Zoom conference he did earlier today. But prior to the break, we mentioned that there's kind of sort of some some national A-State news. Maybe not so much A-State news as Red Wolves news. I think a lot of people in this area might have been following the Washington football team a little bit more closely than than usual as of late because there's been a lot of rumors on what their next team name would be and if you've looked around on social media over the past probably year or so there's been some incredible fan designs about how Washington's branding would look if they decided to adopt a Red Wolves name uh, just sometimes the creativity of people out there just blows me away. But really awesome fan designs. And uh, there were even some, you know, player alums that were really big on the name. A lot of the fans were pushing towards it. And there had been some chatter about, you know, what it would take for Washington to be able to take that name. Now, of course, there are already some Red Wolves in sports. <laughs> so Arkansas State, of course, owns a trademark for the Red Wolves name. And if Washington was going to have to go that route, then they would probably, you know, at at the bare minimum, have to cut A-State a pretty good check, right? And honestly, I kind of thought that might be okay, you know, get A-State a new Tom, get A-State the money it needs to start up softball, but not going to happen. Uh, Washington said today that they would actually be releasing their new name, their new branding coming up in the middle, or excuse me, in the beginning of February, but also went ahead and let everybody know, hey, it ain't gonna be the Red Wolves. In fact, earlier today, their team president went ahead and I guess pinned a letter or put out a brief to the fans on on the team website at WashingtonFootball.com. This was from Jason Wright. Said, quote, why Wolves Won't Work and A Date to Save, in quote, is the name of the president's brief that he put out earlier this morning. Started out by saying, quote, we, are, we, can safe, we can finally say that we're in the home stretch of our rebrand journey, in quote. And pretty quick in his brief, he says, look, we'll get right to it. We're not going to be the Wolves. 
or the Red Wolves, just nothing wolf-related. They said that early on, wolves or Red Wolves, some variation of that was one of the fan favorites. And again, we talked about the incredible designs that some fans had put out there on, on Instagram and other social media platforms. But they said that when they began looking into wolves, there was a pretty notable challenge. Trademarks held by other teams would limit our ability to make the name our own. So there are already multiple wolf mascots out there or variations of wolves. Red wolves, timber wolves, wolf pack. Uh, there's, I'm sure there's just a wolves somewhere out there somewhere. So they said uh, because of that, they had to take those options off the table. Now, I don't know, you know, if WFT reached out initially to Dr. Dampus, Dr. Welch, Tom Bowen, whoever, and started saying, hey, you know, how much, how much, how much would it take? Could we get some kind of ball rolling? I never, I, we'll probably never know how, if at all, deep into that conversation uh, or, or deep into a conversation those discussions went. It, it might not have gone very far at all. It might have been just more a bunch of fans trying to speak it into existence because they liked the potential. Might have been fans on this side trying to speak it into existence yeah. because we liked the thought of what a check might do for A-State Athletics. But, again, it's just uh, it's not going to happen. So if that is a story that you've been keeping tabs on or maybe yesterday you saw that one Twitter account with like 400 followers tell everybody that Washington was cutting A-State a check. No, friends, no. Sorry. Sorry to rain on your parade. Although, to be fair, it's not my personal raining. It is the Washington team president saying, we are not doing this. So, so again, just uh, just the latest update there. So, put that, put that behind. I'm kind of interested now in seeing what direction Washington does go. Uh, supposedly, and I don't know if they, they did put out a list of like their six finalists. And one of those was... The Washington Admirals. And supposedly right now, if you go to WashingtonAdmirals.com, it leads to the Washington football team website. Now, there is already a D.C. team called the Admirals. And they play, I'm not making this up, Major League Quidditch. For those of you that have never read a Harry Potter book, uh, Quidditch is a fictional sport played on broomsticks that was introduced to the world in the Harry Potter series. Um, I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd, so I'm, I'm familiar with Quidditch, but for those of you that are not, that's what, that's what it is. Not going to get into the rules here or anything, but this is fascinating because you wonder now if they go that route, if do they have to talk to the Quidditch admirals? Because here's the deal. If the Admirals have any kind of trademark on that name, it could turn into a mess. We saw, actually, over the past year, the Cleveland Indians, of course, rebrand to the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah. And what happened? There was a roller derby team (laughs) by the name of the Cleveland Guardians that the big Major League Baseball Guardians never reached out to. So what happened? They they said, hey, we've got this trademark. We're going to fight you for this. So instead of the Guardians just doing the bare minimum and reaching out to the roller derby Guardians before they changed their name, they just kind of blew it off and pretended nothing would happen and then got taken to court for it. So hopefully the NFL potential admirals 
will reach out in advance to the Quidditch admirals and not have this turn into a thing. Although, just I have no rooting interest here, so I think it'd be kind of funny if it turned into a thing. I just can't believe there's a Quidditch team. That's uh, uh, not not just a Quidditch team, Kate. There is a league. <laughs> Quidditch league. Okay. There is a league, major league Quidditch. I'm not even going to lie. During our next break, I'm going to research this league, find out where the teams are because I am. I did not know this was a thing. You learn something new every day. Sometimes. Uh, I tell you what, though, we're gonna we're gonna switch gears before we end up in a major league Quidditch wormhole and circle back around to Arkansas State. Uh, Red Wolves basketball, of course, uh, practice today. But other than that, not back on the court until Thursday. That goes for both the men and women. So both Coach Mike Bellotto and Coach Destiny Rogers did a Zoom earlier today to kind of catch us media folk up on what's going on with their team. So thought we'd start with a couple of clips here from Mike Bellotto as he talked about A-State men's hoops right now, you know, a 10-3 and record, started 1-0 and in Sunbelt Conference play. Had a game, of course, canceled. Uh, what was supposed to be the Sunbelt opener against Georgia State was not played on Thursday, but they did get back out on the court on Saturday and get a win over Georgia Southern. But sizing up the team right now, one of the things that was really impressive to me in that Georgia Southern win was how well A-State played defensively. Coming into that game, the Eagles ranked ninth nationally in field goal percentage. And A-State held them to their lowest field goal percentage of, of the season. They also played defensively very well against Air Force. Obviously, they played defensively well against Line, but you would, you would expect that. So really on about a three-game stretch here of really good defense. So ask Coach Pilato today, hey, what's been the key in this stretch about how well your defense has performed? I think uh, a couple things. One, um, we're starting the game off with much more intensity. I think that's been more consistent for us. It's very important. The games that we've kind of um, not done that, it's taken us a while to get uh, to where we want to, you know, the, the, the level we want to play at during the game. But I think it, it's just they're taking, you know, pride in it. I really do. Uh, I think that it's less mistakes early in the game and more consistent effort. Um, you know, Keon Wesley is playing really well defensively. You know, he doesn't get a lot of accolades because of, you know, he doesn't score a lot of points all the time, um, but he's out there. He, he really, really helps us out because he's a multiple, you know, position defender. He can guard five positions um, and he, his energy. And then Desi uh, has always been a great defensive player. I think, I think with him, you know, it's infectious how hard he plays. So it's kind of rubbed off on some other guys. And then Caleb Fields, in my opinion, we, we agreed as a staff right now, arguably could be our best defender because, you know, he's small, but he's very physical and strong. So playing bigger guards like McCadden the other day, 6'5". Uh, you know, all those things. Um, and then the big one the other night was North Shadow Mir not fouling. You know, he, he, he picked up his first foul I think with, I don't know, 12 minutes in the game, you know, to go in, in the first half and then only finished with three and picked up two like really quick back to back. So he, as long as he does that, he, he gives us a presence in there. So if he stays in there with, and, and stays out of foul trouble, it obviously helps our defense as well. You continue to talk about uh, the way that game kind of went down. And one thing about it is it was a fairly physical game. Um, there were not very many free throws 
taken by either team in the first half, especially not for A-State. Now, it kind of made up for a little bit later, but Blano said that, you know, at the end of the day, it might not be the worst thing in the world for A-State for games to get a little bit physical. It keeps Omir out of foul trouble and uh, really not the end of the world when it's called a little bit looser. Yeah, I, I to be honest with you, I think that when teams allow, or excuse me, when officials allow the game to be a little bit more physical, it, it kind of benefits us because of the way we play and it allows Northside to be a little bit more aggressive. So I never really, um, I've kind of been pretty calm about asking for, for calls if I know that the game's going to be physical. Um, well, we have to do a, a better job of, and we didn't have to Georgia Southern much because their five men wasn't a, a huge score, but leading in these next, this next game, you know, their best player, arguably best player is Brown and Okuba and both play, you know, the, quote unquote, five position or post position. So we got to do a little bit better job of helping Northside out team wise. You know, maybe we got to change a little bit of our strategy as far as how we guard the post, maybe, um, or switch defenses up a little bit just to make sure that we keep him in, you know, in the game as much as possible. We got to protect him as well. You know, it's hard to play one on one in the post nowadays. Um, so we, we got to do a little bit better job, our guards and our perimeter guys of helping look him a little bit especially in this next game coming up but honestly if 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 the game is physical I, I think I like it because we get to be more aggressive and uh, we get to keep guys on the floor a little longer with this team so far this season you know A-State has had some road success you know getting wins at, at UAPB getting wins at uh, Mississippi Valley State um, obviously Coach Bellotto believes that being able to get victories on the road and non-conference play is going to help his team uh, having to deal with these road trips coming up in, in late play as well. That, that's, a, that's a big deal. You know, we, we've won three of our, you know, 10 games on the road. Um, at Pine Bluff was a very, very tough game because of the environment. We came back and won that one. You know, Mississippi Valley, we didn't play great, but we are able to pull out a win. And then Early in the season against SEMO, I thought it was a great win as well. I thought they're, they're a pretty good team. So you always want to refer back to those games. Um, the good thing about it is you put your guys in a position to have some adversity and have to fight through that adversity. So, you know, on the road, it happens a lot. So we're, we're trying to see if hopefully we can always reference back to those games. Um, and then the second half of Texas Tech, I thought that, you know, our guys stepped up uh, the, to the challenge, even though we lost. I thought they played really well. So those are things that you always try to use, you know, to, hey, re remember when we did this. Remember when you're in the same position now, we came through it, you know, kind of that deal. Now the Red Wolves are getting to face, uh, getting ready to face Louisiana at the Cajun Dome. Tough place to play, tough place to win. And this is also going to be probably the best team that A-State's going to play in conference play. Uh, you know, this team had been really looking forward to starting out the league slate against Georgia State because you're going against a team that has had a ton of success in the league. But you can say that for the Cajuns, too. So now they've got to be able to bring that same intensity Thursday against Louisiana. Yes, very much so. I, I told my team yesterday, um, besides Texas Tech and Illinois, I think Lafayette's the best team we've played all year. Uh, they're deep. They're big. Um, they got good guards. You know, they've played in big games. Um, they have a very experienced coach you know, they have all league player coming back. They have, uh, seven guys or six guys that played last year coming back. You know, it's, it's something that, um, we've talked about, you know, very deeply, especially yesterday going into today. I, I, I think that 
that mentality that they had to play Georgia State. It's a little different because, you know, Georgia State knocked us out of the tournament last year, so they wanted to get back at them. I get all that. But we also lost to Lafayette at their place last year as well. So that's something that we have to, you know, kind of fire our guys up, which I don't think this team needs much motivation. I think they're just really self-motivated. But I think this really shifts to, to you're right, to Thursday, because this is going to be, in my opinion, besides the high major games we played, the best, the best team that we played all year. Last comment here from Mike Bellotto, looking ahead to Thursday again against the Raging Cajuns. The Cajuns do turn it over a little bit, you know, as, as does Arkansas State, but here's why. Both teams kind of like to floor it a little bit, and Bellotto talks about the challenge there. They play fast. You know, if you look at our turnover percentage compared to theirs, it's very similar. Um, I just think it's just the, the, the pace that they play at. You know, they've always been that way. They We've always been able to run with them up and down. You know, that, that's kind of their deal. And and I think that when you play fast, sometimes you have some turnovers that you really wouldn't want. But he's probably letting them play a little free, you know. Um, you know, their guards, I'm, I'll, I won't say they're fairly new because Ty Harper was there last year. Um you know, Gar, uh, Gar, Garnett was there last year, but they do have a couple new ones in Williams and a couple of those guys. So, you know, uh, Keon, uh, Trajan Wesley was one that's been there for a while that's been hurt that just recently got back. Um, he's playing a lot for him right now. So I, I think it's just the pace that they play. I really do. I, I don't think it really bothers them, you know. Um, but that's something that we have to make sure that we exploit. You know, we got to make sure that they do turn it over. We got to um, exploit on those turnovers and score. And that I think that'll help us, you know, scoring the ball. One note coming up on Thursday, you know, maybe you noticed over the past couple of games, you didn't see Christian Willis's name in the box score. And he is continuing to battle, you know, non-COVID illness. We've seen this kind of go through the Red Wolves. I mean, Marquise Eaton dealt with this. Desi Seals dealt with this. Keon Wesley dealt with this. And now it's, unfortunately, Christian Willis's turn. And some of these guys have had, uh, they've been sidelined for several days. So um, listening to what Coach Bellotto had to say about his his status, if I had to classify it as something today, I would, I would say doubtful for Thursday. I was not expected to practice today. Hadn't practiced the past few days. Uh, but... Coach Bellotto also said, you know, hey, it's Christian Willis. He could come back tomorrow and be Superman. So <laughs> so uh, we'll see. He's a valuable piece, though. A great guard off the bench. A sharp shooter. A uh, guy that A-State, obviously, he's a big help depth-wise. So, again, doubtful for now on Thursday. But we will have to wait and see how that actually plays out for the Red Wolves. Coming up in the second hour of the program, we'll talk – Morning State with you with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. It's about an hour away, also kind of sandwiched in between uh, now and then. We're going to hear from Coach Destiny Rogers as well, getting caught up on A-State women's basketball as they'll be playing the Cajuns in Jonesboro and uh, ULM in Jonesboro this week as well. So looking forward to all of that. In the meantime, phone lines open at 9303776. And we'll head to the phones here in just a moment. And see who's with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Everybody talk amongst yourselves while we wait on Facebook Messenger to load. Yeah, it's not going to. All right, good times. Hey, who's with us on the phone? It's me. I was just going to tell you about my little 
escapade, and I'm, I'm going to skip the heart attack. You knew I had well, a heart attack. Well, I did, and first off, I'm really thankful to hear your voice right now. I'm glad to hear that it, it seems like you were on the mend. Well, you know, it took me throwing my IV pole against the wall to get out of the hospital, but it worked. They were ready to get me out. I got to go back next week and get a heart cast done, but it all worked out in my favor. But when we got to down to Tampa, which was beautiful, the stadium was gorgeous. Kate, have you ever been down there to Buccaneer Stadium? Uh, I haven't. I've never been to Tampa. Oh, gosh, that thing. It's just like sitting on the ship. But anyway, other than other than Dallas's, it's the best one I've been in. But anyway, I got there and my they said we need the Hancocks to step aside, and I thought, God, what have I done? But or Jesse, <laughs> I thought he'd brought his gun in or he's not. Nah. You know, I really did. I thought he he did this once before when we went down to Houston to the Texas Bowl, and uh, but anyway. They said, uh, your tickets have been upgraded. Nice. And I said, well, that's nice. Okay, you know. And I got in there, and I was in an air-conditioned suite. And guess who my neighbor was? Who? John Daly. (laughs) No way! Yes, ma'am. Cade, you should be able to find it on your page. I've got my picture mine. And his girlfriend kept screaming, COVID, COVID. He said, oh, shut up. And he called her everything. He said, we're not worried about COVID down here. We're not the Razorbacks winning. <laughs> but he had on his Arkansas pants. And, of course, he was loop-de-loop. And at the end of the game, he, he called me baby doll. He said, baby doll, I got to go down and get on TV. They want to put me on TV. And I said, well, make us proud <laughs> like you did with your son. And even though I like Tiger and Charlie, I was glad they won. But I got to sit and eat and run around with John Daly at the game. Now, I don't know how I got my tickets out upgraded. I asked, but the usher said, we don't know, and just went. Really? Really. And um, it, I just I'm telling you, sometimes having a heart attack is not so bad. <laughs> I mean, my I've got uh, gift cards, cash, you name it, I've gotten it. But uh, I don't want to have another one no. to get all this stuff. <laughs> but uh, being with John Bailey, Cade, you would, because uh, I know you like golf. I'm not, I, you know, I'm not into golf that much. But who can't like John Daly? Yeah. He is who he is, and he doesn't care. But I just want to pass this on to every fan of college football. What Sam Pittman said, you know, everybody, today is the first day for this fall. You can't wait till August to start talking about football, recruiting, getting the fans behind whatever team you support. Today is the day for to begin getting ready for fall football. And I think we all realize now, we like basketball, I do, I love college baseball, but when your football game is over, and especially after the Razorbacks won, I thought, I'm going to have a darn heart, uh, heart attack here, balling and squalling, and doing, that would carry me out there like I had lost a child in a car wreck or something. I mean, I, it, it was that bad for me, when it slapped me in the face that this was it till April, mm-hmm. you know, and that's when Sam Pittman said, no, now it starts today. 
And uh, so, Cade, I know Ole Miss got beat, but it starts today. Who y'all getting for quarterback? Uh, it's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I'm telling you, we're sure proud of ours, and I'm just, I'm just proud. I live to see it. But anyway, thank you for taking my call, and let's all get ready for fall. Or, or I'm ready for April. I'm ready for spring football. There you go. But well, anyway. Thanks for sharing your story with us. And again, glad glad to I'm hear you're doing better. I've got a bunch more, but I'll, I'll spread them out throughout the year. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Thanks, Miss Lisa. Uh, I don't, is, is it worth it to, to have a heart attack to meet John Daly? I don't know. I mean, if you get a suite, maybe. I mean, again, the most important thing is that she's, she's healthy and on the mend, but I would like to meet John Daly. I, one of the things, you know, quick note on John Daly before we move on. So he and Coach John Thompson go all the way back. Of course, A-State's former defensive coordinator and undefeated interim head coach. So, and, and I love Coach JT. He was so kind to join us when this show was first getting started. And he always had a good story and, of course, always had incredible football inside. But I would, I would love to hear some John Daly, John Thompson stories. In addition to just, you know, any John Daly story, because that would be a hoot and a half. Uh, I tell you what, let's hit pause, though. We're a little overdue for a break, so we'll take one. We'll be back here in a moment, getting caught up on what was a very interesting day yesterday in terms of college football news. More on this when we return on The Ticket. We are the station that always has our howl on. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. 95.3. It doesn't matter if you need to stock up for a holiday gathering, stock up after a holiday gathering, or pick up something for the grown-up on your gift list. It's always worth the drive to Mr. T's at Riverside. Mr. T's has the coldest beer at the best prices, with more than 200 flavors from around the world. And there are lots of gift sets available this holiday season. And Mr. T's is open 365 days a year. Any time of year, it's always worth the drive to Mr. T's. In Cardwell and in Red Onion, Missouri. Mr. T's at Riverside. A few weeks ago, I had a little surgery done, and the nurses looked over my past records and they noticed that I never had any surgery, and they commented about how fortunate I was. Before they put me to sleep, I looked around at the nurses and I said, Before we do this, have I sold anyone in this room a vehicle they didn't like? Because if I did, I'd like to talk about it first. That's a good thought. Glenn Sane, and God bless our troops. Good afternoon, I'm Kate Morgan in for Scott Woodson. It's time to take a look at your EAB Noon Farm Market Report. March corn at 608 and a quarter, up 19. May up 17 and a quarter at 608 and a quarter. January soybeans at 1375 and three quarters, up 31 and three quarters. March up 31 and a quarter at 1386 and three quarters. March wheat at 766 and three quarters, up eight and three quarters. May up eight at 769 and a half. March cotton at 116.97, up 374. May up 327 at 114. 1418. January rice at 1444, down 20. March up 8 at 1472. In the livestock complex, February live cattle at 137, down 193. April down 190 at 142.30. January feeder cattle at 162.05, down 420. March down 405 at 165.48. And February lean hogs at 80.55, down 58. April up 20 at 86.85. That's your noon farm market report from your EAB Ag Network. Have a great day. Let's talk about America, not taxes or tweets or the issues that divide us, but how incredible our country is. 
left, right, up, down, state lines to winding coastlines. Whether you come home to a crowded city street, tree-lined suburb, or sleepy small town, everyone deserves to live in a clean, green, and thriving community. And we all share in the responsibility to create beauty that ripples from one neighborhood to another and one block to the next. We are Keep America Beautiful, the nonprofit working with millions of people just like you to end littering, improve recycling, and beautify our communities. Because every mindful action and sustainable habit has a positive impact, and it all adds up. Learn how you can join Keep America Beautiful at kab.org. Together, we can do beautiful things. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Quick segment here. But phone lines are open at 9303-776 as we check in on our KavanaughCars.com question today. What's your overall outlook on A-State Athletics as 2022 begins? You feeling optimistic? Pessimistic? Just okay. Most of you right now going with, with optimistic. And we'll make the case for reasons for optimism coming up here in just a little bit. But prior to the break, we mentioned yesterday a, a pretty interesting day for college football um yesterday was kind of a crazy day in terms of the portal specifically Caleb Williams saying that hey I'm putting my name in the portal but I'm not necessarily totally for sure leaving Oklahoma yeah however it appears that folks out there think he is in fact leaving (laughs) Oklahoma because you had another high-profile quarterback announced their commitment to Oklahoma. So it's just kind of a, an interesting thing. It's it's not that wild in the grand scheme of things to see a high-profile player, particularly a quarterback, put their name in the portal because that's been a steady topic of conversation for this entire offseason or bowl season or, or whatever. I did think it was interesting yesterday that their coach and AD at, at Oklahoma put out a statement. I, I didn't. I'll be honest, I didn't read it because I didn't feel like it was called for. Yeah, I don't feel like you you really comment on players, especially in a situation that's unresolved. I don't know if maybe they felt like they had to do that because they were getting comments about, you know, is he or is he not gone? But, I mean, that's an interesting situation. Uh, there are reports today that Caleb Williams could be eyeing Georgia as a potential transfer destination, and that's actually the top landing spot unless he can get a better situation. So just uh, in- interesting stuff there for Oklahoma and Williams and what happens next. We've, of course, seen players put their name in the portal and come back, but you're probably not going to win yourself a lot of fans that way there are fans that will always hold a grudge and fans that will believe he should have been on the way out if he does in fact come back um right or wrong fans want their guys to be committed and want their guys to be loyal now we know that's not a realistic expectation but that is what fans a lot of times want to see and it's uh kind of wild Uh, speaking of unrealistic expectations it's been really interesting to watch 
primarily through social media, how the Cajuns fan base is reacting to the departure of Billy Napier. And you can tell that the Cajuns have not been dumped in a minute. Because yeah. let's face it, that's it's, you kind of go through some of those same emotions when your coach leaves as you do when you go through a breakup. <laughs> you, you get a little in your feelings. You know, you start, you go through some of the stages of grief and I've seen a lot of complaints. You know, one, over the past few days, we've started to see a lot of Cajuns players hit the portal and and look, they're good players. We've seen them lose a couple of starting offensive linemen, both of which have verbally committed to the Gators where Billy Napier is now coaching. Uh, Today, they get hit with the big one as they're running back and reigning Sunbelt Coverts freshman of the year has decided to put their name in the portal. So it's just been uh, a lot of guys there that have announced that they're going to try to head elsewhere. And it was Montreal Johnson. So uh, apologies, his name slipped my mind there for a moment. But he's he's entered the portal. 838 yards rushing, 12 touchdowns this season. He's going to get a lot of offers. So with that all going on, um, you know, you see some fans react. And look, I was vocal when... Grant McCaslin left and took his guys that I didn't like it. I was vocal when Blake Anderson left and took his guys that I didn't like it. So I don't necessarily like that Billy Napier is taking his guys. But one complaint I've seen is that, you know, Billy Napier is taking his staff. (laughs) Why would he not? Yeah, that's what happens when every coach leaves any place. These guys work for years to, to... you know, find guys that they have developed a camaraderie with, a, a, a understanding with. They know um, what each one of these guys adds to the staff. So, of course, he's going to take a ton of those guys with him to Florida. But here's what I think is a real issue. I think the Cajuns made a mistake in their head coaching hire. And we could find out coming up, if they keep it rolling this year and have another double-digit di- win season, I mean, I'm going to eat these words. I don't think they made a good hire on paper. They stayed in-house. And when that happens, you either have to hope like everybody's going to stay there, which, hey, that happened at Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman kept that entire staff together. But when you're in a group of five school, that's really unrealistic. Because most often your coaches are going to a higher-paying job, so they're going to pay their guys more to come with them. So who is Decimo going to go out and hire there in Louisiana, he he has a shorter coaching history. He does not have the network that a potential external candidate would have had. And so now they're left scrambling a little bit on what that staff is going to look like. And even if you keep an in-house candidate, there is certainly no guarantee that every player on that roster liked him and every player is going to stay. Because that was part of it. You hire the in-house guy to keep your talented roster together. And guess what? That's not working. Now, again, he has coached uh, He coached their bowl game. He's coached one bowl game. So he's got a 1-0 record. So I could be completely off base here. But right now, with all of the resources that the Cajuns had, with as up and coming as their program continues to be, right now they've got the nation's longest win streak. I think it was a mistake not to make a big splash and hire an external candidate. And we'll see how that pans out in September. I got to shut up. We're overdue for a break. We'll take one. We'll be back in a moment to wrap up this noon hour here on The Ticket. We're not as socially awkward as you think. Search for 95.3 The Ticket on Facebook. And follow us at 95.3 The Ticket on Twitter.
I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. We kicked off the new year this weekend, but a new year doesn't always mean new beginnings. The SEC once again dominated the college football playoffs. Number one Alabama beat number four Cincinnati on Friday. Alabama rushing for over 300 yards and holding Cincinnati's offense in check all day. Hours later, the Georgia Bulldogs dismantled a talented Michigan team. Georgia's stout defense limited Michigan's offense to just 91 yards rushing and one touchdown. There are plenty of good teams in college football, but the SEC is just different. You don't find the size and speed of Alabama and Georgia anywhere else. That doesn't mean the SEC is unbeatable. They are. We've seen it happen plenty of times. But there's no doubt they have the most talented athletes on the field. And that was on full display this past weekend. You can complain that we've already seen Alabama and Georgia face one another, but the reality is they're the two best teams in the country. And it should be no surprise, both come from the SEC. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. According to the 2021 Nielsen Report, over 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards take the Discover card. So get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Hey, it's me, your dream. What happened, man? We used to be tight. I say it's time we get back together. You and me, your dream, live in the van life in a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. You could start a business or build a log cabin, whatever you want. It's a Mercedes-Benz van, so it's chock full of innovative safety features. All I'm saying is don't forget about me. I I mean, I am your lifelong dream. So what do you say? Let's head to the Mercedes-Benz Vans dealership and... Yard envy. It's a real thing. The guy at three houses down has an amazing yard. Why can't my lawn look lush and healthy? Well, he uses J&K Lawn and Tree Service. Whether the job is large or small, commercial or residential, J&K Lawn and Tree Service offers incredible lawn care. Call 870-897-1329 today. Overgrown hedges, troublesome trees, or unwanted stumps? J&K can take care of that, too, with tree removal, trimming, and fertilizing, too. J&K also has a 10% discount for seniors and veterans. Call 870-1329. Make your lawn the best on the block with J&K. COVID-19 cases are still spreading across the state. Safe, effective, and free COVID vaccines are now readily available for all Arkansans ages 5 and up. Booster shots are also available for fully vaccinated people 16 and above. The vaccines are highly effective at preventing severe COVID. That means helping keep you from being hospitalized or even dying. Get vaccinated to protect yourself, your family, and your community. Learn more at healthy.arkansas.gov. This message brought to you by the Arkansas Department of Health. Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. The number to call if you uh, can, well, I guess talk quickly. Just a couple of minutes left in this noon hour on the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Cade with you, 930 930- 3776. Again, the numbered call. Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, joining us at 1.30. Uh, we had so much to recap yesterday. It felt like we kind of, it was a mad dash, just throwing everything at you from the previous week. But we failed to discuss the one truly important topic from the bowl season. And it was the mayo bath herd 
around the world. Yeah. We talked about this last week, of course, that the winner of the Duke's Mayo Bowl would get a mayo bath. Uh, If that sounds terrifying, well, yeah, duh. Because not only was it mayo, they kind of watered down the mayo just a little bit. So it would, I guess, flow out of the Gatorade bucket a little bit easier. Surely by now you've seen the video of poor Shane Beamer getting the mayo bath. I feel bad for him because, okay, I've heard that like mayo can be good for your hair. You can put it in a hair mask or whatever. But the real issue here is, is I'm guessing a huge vat of mayo is fairly heavy. Yeah. And I don't think they thought it through very well in dumping it on his head. So they had a, a person on, you know, holding each side of the tub trying to dump it on him. And they, they kind of dropped it on his head a little bit. And you cannot tell me that was that was pleasant. He took a shot to the head during the mayo bath. Now, it seemed like he took it all in stride. I'm hoping he burned his clothes because I can't imagine how in the world you get that much mayo out of your pullover or whatever he had on. But mostly it was glorious. And I guess this is now a college football tradition. Since then, one of the favorite things I've read in terms of bowl coverage was from Matt Brown at Extra Points. And what he did is he went through and tallied how much it would cost to dump each bowl sponsor's product <laughs> on a coach. So, for example, you know, to have, say, the Valero Alamo Bowl, it would only cost you about $34 to dump a full tub of gasoline over a coach's head. Probably not really ideal there. Yeah, make sure there's no matches. Whew, that much mayo, that tub of mayo costs probably about $147. To fill an entire tub in potatoes, following the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, $52. I hope they give that coach a helmet if they do that in the future. But uh, continuing on, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, if they were going to fill a container with Chick-fil-A sauce, Kate, I feel like, You'll enjoy this one. $589. Do you have mm. enough Chick-fil-A points saved up to fill an entire? Uh, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I'm, I think I'm already read to like 2023. <laughs> so you can sponsor the Chick-fil-A sauce tub dump. Yeah. I mean, hey, you can you can do it with the Sugar Bowl. The Sugar Bowl would be easy. Yeah. Just the, dump sugar. The interesting one is, to me, is the Outback Steakhouse one. Because you dump steak sauce? No, you dump Bloomin' Onions. Because, of course, what do they have? Like, they have yeah. that Bloomin' Onion guy yeah. on the sidelines, yeah. so you'd have to dump Bloomin' Onions. But it turns out those aren't super cheap, so that would cost you about $1,256. I know you all are truly enjoying this fascinating discussion, but uh, don't worry. We'll get back to Major League Quidditch and some other groundbreaking stories coming up in the second hour of the program. Keep it right here with us. We'll be back in a few moments on The Ticket.
This is Will Oswald with your Tuesday Chicken Radio Network Sports Update brought to you by Plants and Tire Service and Red Wolves Gridiron News today. Butch Jones reportedly has found his new defensive line coach, according to Football Scoop, Walt Stewart, who was most recently at Temple, played for Butch Jones at Cincinnati, was a grad assistant under Jones at the University of Tennessee, will fill the position that was once held by Brandon Joyner. In the NBA, five straight wins for the Grizzlies. Western Conference Player of the Week, John Moran, at a game by 36 as the Grizzlies beat the Brooklyn Nets on the road 118-104 last night in the Big Apple. Memphis continues the road swing this evening as they play the Cleveland Cavaliers in Ohio. That one tips off at 6, pregame 530 on KDA and KBRI. And in college basketball, it's the Razorbacks back home for SEC action against the Vanderbilt Commodores at Bud Walton Arena. Tip off for that one at 730. Bringing you the best deal on tires since 1963. Now at two Jonesboro locations, that's Plaza Tire Service, and that's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network. Cooler weather is here, but that doesn't mean it's time to put up the clubs. NEA Golf Cars has all the accessories for the golfer who knows there is no off-season. Go by NEA Golf Cars and see their selection of windshields, rain covers, and countless other manufacturer original parts. And if it's time to park your cart, bring it to NEA Golf Cars for service to make sure there are no surprises next spring. And as always, you can check out their selection of new golf cars, including the Onward Series from Club Car. Call 236-GOLF or get by NEA Golf Cars, Highway 49 in Paragool. Home buyers throughout Northeast Arkansas continue to praise the team at First Financial Mortgage. Here's what Angela had to say. We bought and refinanced through First Financial Mortgage. It was an easy, stress-free process both times. We will continue to use them and refer everyone to them. I also had a friend getting a mortgage from a bank, and she was having a horrible experience. I gave them the number for Mary at First Financial Mortgage, and now they own their own house, which relieves so much stress for them. Call Mary Tucker today, 935-7808. First Financial Mortgage, equal housing lender, member FDI. Central Bark is Jonesboro's newest dog daycare and lodging facility. Central Bark offers over 3,000 square feet of outdoor space for your fur baby to play all day. Central Bark also has beautiful lodging suites for your pet to spend a night or a week. Central Bark is on Old Macedonia Road behind Sage Meadows. Call Central Bark at 870-932-2275 or visit us at centralbarkjonesboro.com. Like us on Facebook, too, for the latest updates and pictures. Central Bark, Jonesboro's newest dog daycare and lodging facility. Get the job done and then some with Farmall Utility C-Series tractors from Case IH at any Baker implement near you. These heavy, durable tractors have their weight distributed in six different locations, eliminating the need for inefficient wheel weights. The emission system does not require DPF or diesel particulate filter, reducing time loss and fuel waste on regeneration. Plus, a comfortable cab makes long days a lot more productive. To learn more about Case IH Farmall Utility C-Series tractors, visit at your nearest Baker implement today. Guys, if you want to lose weight, if you want to get in shape, if you want to build a brand new you, you got to run by and talk to my friends at Elite Men's Health. We've all heard the talk about how a woman's hormones change as they get older, but guys, guess what? It happens to us. Our hormones change as we get older too. And most men begin to see a drop in testosterone by the age of 30, and some people see it even before that. So why put in all the hard work to lose weight, to gain muscle, if your testosterone isn't working for you? If your test isn't right, it's going to be harder to burn fat, lose weight, and perform at your peak. You might feel run down and tired all the time, and you might feel like you have less strength or less endurance. Y'all, Elite Men's Health has worked for me. My free testosterone levels 
are up over 300%. So if you feel like your T levels might be low, go by Elite for an evaluation and let them develop a plan that's perfect for your body. So if you want to feel like you did when you were in your late teens and early 20s, head to Elite Men's Health. They're in their new location, 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro, right next door to Rob Taylor State Farm. Or check out EliteMensHealth.com. You're listening to KNEA Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. It's Kara and Cade with you for another hour here on a Tuesday, January the 4th. Thanks for hanging out with us this week on the Ticket Radio Network. 9303776 is the number to call if you want to chime in on the KavanaughCars.com question. And what we are asking you today as we enter 2022. How do you feel up how do you feel overall about the state of state athletics are you optimistic about what's ahead this year are you pessimistic about what's ahead this year are you just kind of okay wait and see right now 54 percent of you on twitter put yourself in the optimistic camp uh, but uh, we'll see how that poll shakes out by the end of the day i'll give you some reasons for for optimism here in just a moment we're going to listen to uh, coach destiny rogers some audio from earlier today from her but but before that if you want to look for reasons for, for optimism, we'll start with A-State women's basketball and look at some of the other big four sports. One, with this women's basketball team, you have good players on the roster all over, but you have some super talented freshmen. And freshmen at times can just... It, it seems like there are games where, you know, maybe they plateau or even take a step back or two, but then also... There are just potentials for these these huge jumps in their play from game to game. You never know when it's just going to click. But when it does, it can really take a team to new heights. Did we just see that, maybe, in the last game with Lauren Pendleton? We've seen Jade Upshaw has some, some great game shooting. When the freshmen kind of put it all together and when it starts to click on a consistent basis, this is going to be a very good team to watch. And... You already get to add in the fact that, you know, this team got a reset under an interim head coach. Um, I do feel like, for example, you know, the the comeback win against SIUE. I don't think that would have happened a month ago. I think they would have lost that game. So there is a little bit of a mentality change, you know, not because I'm trying to dog Matt Daniel here, but sometimes just a, a breath of fresh air can change things for a program. And plus, you've got a coach in Coach Rogers that's, I mean, she wants this job. So she's going to work her butt off to try and get it and try and get A-State some wins so that when it's the end of the season, she gives Tom Bowen zero reason to go out and and have a head coaching search. So she can just say, hey, I'm the coach of this program. So there's some optimism in in terms of women's basketball. If you look at some of the other programs on campus with men's basketball, this is a 10-3 and team right now. And, look, I, I know you'll point to wins over Lyon and Blue Mountain College and, and some of the teams in the SWAC that are rated lower in the net rankings. But just overall, you know, a 10-3 and record hasn't happened for this program in over 20 years to start. Now, we'll find out a lot more 
about the men's team on Thursday. But if they're able to go to Louisiana and make the sweep this week against the Cajuns, against the Warhawks, then all of a sudden, you know, I'm I'm just going to drag you guys kicking and screaming on this positivity bandwagon yeah. with me in regards to, to men's basketball. Because then you've got some legit reasons to raise your expectations for what can be expected from this team in conference play. When you look at football, you know, this is, it's not the best signing class in Arkansas State football history, but right now it's at number two behind just the class that Gus signed. And with currently several players that are have not been evaluated yet, when you add to the fact that they are going to sign more players in February, this has the potential to be the best signing class in Arkansas State football history. And this is going to be a better team than what we saw last year. It is going to be a more talented team. It's going to have, you know, that one-year introduction to Butch Jones out of the way. So now everybody knows what the expectation level is. Everybody knows what they need to do to hit those expectations or or to, to raise the bar to even higher expectations. So there's your optimism for football. With so many other programs, I mean, look, Bowling's going to stay really, really good. Track and field is going to stay really, really good. Men's golf, uh, really, really good, turns out. And I'm leaving out some other programs as, as well that just the expectations are already crazy high. They've already had crazy success. And they're going to continue that into 2022. And also, I'm optimistic about baseball. I'm very, very excited about the Allen Dunn hire. And I cannot wait for the season to start to see just it, how has the mentality of this pitching staff changed? What are we going to see differently in, in regards to A-State? Because, look, let's not sugarcoat it. The start of the baseball season last year for A-State was rough. I was talking yeah. to Kate about this earlier. You know, I'd gone through and taken some screenshots of box scores. I was kind of going through the photos yesterday and just cleaning out some storage due to the 8,000 pictures I have of my dog on my phone right now and, you know, a couple thousand videos as well. But... Cleaning up some some pictures, deleting some screenshots, and you know, came across some box scores from the beginning of the year from A State baseball in 2021, and they were not good. Yeah, the UT Martin series was not fun Ooh. at all. I mean, you're talking about a game or two in there with like 20 plus walks. We're not going to see that this year from A State baseball. But how much better will it be? I have optimism that it will be a lot. So there's your sunshine pumping. There is your reasons for optimism. Now we'll walk that back in a little bit and tell you the reasons why, you know, if if you want to be a pessimist, hey, I've got reasons for that as well. And we'll get to that in, in just a little bit. But first, as mentioned, do have some comments here from Arkansas State women's basketball coach Destiny Rogers as uh, she kind of sized up where her team is at right now, of course. This team is coming off a loss uh, against Georgia Southern in Statesboro and you know, it was kind of a similar situation to the game before against SIUE. A-State dug itself a little bit of a hole, and hey, they rallied. They they got it within one with a couple minutes left to go, but then you had a couple of things kind of just unravel A-State. So 0-1 right now in Sunbelt Conference play, but Coach Rogers talks about her biggest takeaway from that game against the Eagles. Well, I, didn't, I don't think we got off to a good start first. Um, you know, we weren't ready to play. Uh you know, and, and we're working through that. We have to be better about getting a good start. You know, I don't think we had a good start against SIU either. You know, we've kind of been trying to be the comeback kids. So we're trying to figure out how we can 
you know, get off to a good start and maintain that throughout the whole game. Um, you know, I, I think that in order to give ourselves an opportunity to win on Thursday, I think it's important that we get off to a good start. Um, so, you know, we've been trying to, you know, work on a lot of things and practice, have fast paced practices, um, you know, and just try to get them prepared, you know, for what's coming on Thursday. Continuing on here, you know, just just like the men, the A-State women only able to get in one game over the weekend. They had their game against Georgia State canceled. So a, a disappointment there. But, hey, look, this is a phrase you're going to hear from every coach in the country uh, multiple times this season. You just got to kind of control what you can control. You know, uh, everybody was upset about not playing Saturday because obviously we all wanted to bounce back from, you know, the game on Thursday. But I'm just telling them, hey, you, you just control the things that you can control. We cannot control uh, that that game got canceled. But what we can control is, you know, how we are in practice, you know, having, you know, good attitudes, making sure the effort is there, making sure we work hard and, you know, just putting our heads down and preparing for Lafayette. So, you know, we've been really positive this week. Uh, the girls have really bought in this week, and I'm, I'm just excited to be back home and on our home court against a really good team Thursday. You heard Coach Rogers there talk about the response, uh, the, the effort from the team, the buy-in from the team. She elaborates a little bit more on how practice has gone. I felt they were very beneficial. Um, you know, obviously, uh, we wanted to play on Saturday against Georgia State. Um, but we just tried to stay positive through that and just say, hey, at least we have more time to prepare for a really, really good team, uh, Lafayette team. Uh, so we definitely used those extra days to work on some things that we we needed to work on. And uh, we have a game plan in place. The girls have been working hard, uh, kind of got hit with a little bit of a uh, little injury bug. Um, but uh, we're, we're working through that and we're hoping we'll have everybody for Thursday. Quick note on the injuries and this is more, I don't know if you would consider these players, you know, maybe put them on the probable list, but not not definitely out there. Kia Patton is dealing with a little bit of a, a heel injury. She had an injection to help manage the pain, so they believe right now that she's going to be good to go for Thursday. Lauren Pendleton sounds like she kind of knocked her head yesterday in practice, so I would assume there's a concussion protocol to go through there. And if she's okay, then again, she'll be back on Thursday as well. So right now, um, you know, a couple players dealing with a little bit, but at the moment does not look like A-State is going to be significantly hampered on Thursday. Looking at, you know, that Thursday game against the Raging Cajuns, you know, with the way the schedule was set up last year, and well, this is actually normally a home-and-home series anyways, but last year it was four games against the Cajuns, and... They did not go well last year at all for A-State. And Destiny Rogers still has some pretty clear memories of what happened and how the Cajuns were able to come out on top so often. I think this year's team is a team full of fighters. And, uh, you know, we played them four times last year and we lost all four times. And obviously I was a part of that and a part of that staff. And I still have a bad taste in my mouth about that. Um, so, you know, just looking forward to the challenge. Uh, Thursday, um, they're extremely good. Their defense is probably the best in the conference. Uh, so we've really been working on our offense and half court setting, you know, making sure that we execute. Um, we think that we can play really fast and transition against them. Uh, so we've just been trying to uh, be better about our execution offensively to get ready for their defense. With this game coming up, 
one of the biggest challenges in dealing with the Raging Cajuns is is their defense. They're just really, really defensively sound. So uh, what does Coach Rogers think will be the biggest challenge there? Well, they, they slow you down and they, they force you to play in the half-court sitting. Uh, they hold teams to around 60 a game, which is really good. Uh, you know, we, we use a, a, a software called Synergy, and they're rated excellent in every category on defense. Uh, so their help side defense is good. Their ball pressure is good. They box out. They don't allow many second chances. So, you know, we just have to be uh, really disciplined in our offense and make sure that we move the ball, we set good screens, uh, and just, you know, execute what we're trying to do. Again, A-State not having any success with the Cajuns or against the Cajuns last year. So what has to be different this year? Who has to step it up uh, to keep from facing those same outcomes against Louisiana? We need Kia Patton to to play better than, than she's been playing. Uh, she's, you know, been our leading scorer. And, you know, I've had, you know, several conversations with her about, you know, we look to her experience. You know, obviously she played in the SEC last year. She's a really good player. And uh, we just really need her to be more aggressive offensively. Um, we need Trinity Jackson uh, to play better in the post. Um, you know, mm -hmm. we, we, we've talked to her a lot about, you know, trying to uh, be more positive on the court when things aren't going her way, you know, as far as calls or things of that sort. Um, you know, and then also, you know, Lauren Pendleton had a great debut for the Sun Belt. And uh, we need her to carry on with that confidence that she had in that game. And her demeanor has completely changed um, after that game. Like she's been really confident in practice, going hard in practice, you know, and then she kind of got hit yesterday. So I was a little bummed about that, but you know, she's a tough kid and uh, we'll do whatever we need to do to get her back. Again, A-State women's basketball back at it Thursday night against Cajuns at First National Bank Arena. Uh, doesn't really impact the game or the coaching search or anything, but I, I like hearing from Coach Rogers. I feel like she she's directing her answers to questions. Um, she doesn't overdo it with coaching cliches. Like every coach this year is going to say words like control what you can control and, and some other phrases, but but she's clear. She she doesn't over cliche it. She doesn't over coach speak it. And I uh, just enjoy hearing her talk basketball. So just wanted to to throw that out. Appreciate both. Coach Rogers and Coach Bellotto giving us some time today uh, to answer some questions on their team. Of course, both coaches were also at it live with the Red Wolves at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive last night, and that's going to come your way every Monday at 6 o'clock. So just heads up there and attention members and guests. You can go out and watch it for yourself, or you can tune in on Mondays on 107.9 KFine and your KFine app. A quick note on Sunbelt women's basketball that I just felt, felt interest, I thought was interesting and just kind of wanted to share it because – didn't really realize that. Uh, as we look around the league, you know, of course, we saw some cancellations last week, but the Little Rock women's team has already announced the cancellation of this week's games as well. So they're not going to be playing Thursday. They're not going to be playing uh, Saturday. Of course, uh, they were scheduled to host ULM Thursday, Cajuns on Saturday, but uh, they're going ahead and saying those games will not be played due to, quote, a result of the combination of the positive test, contact tracing, and subsequent quarantining of individuals within the program. Now, it's not a surprise to see a weekend wiped off right now. What is surprising is this will now be seven consecutive games canceled for the Trojans. They have, wow. they have not been on the court since December the 16th. So their next slated game 
to be played is January the 13th. So you are looking at almost a month between games for the Lady Trojans. That just kind of blew my mind a little bit. You know, again, it's it's not uncommon right uncommon on uncommon right now for a team to have a game or two wiped out. Seven straight is not ideal for anybody. Yeah. South Alabama's already canceled too for this weekend in women's, so we already have at least at least two games canceled on both days. On a men's note, uh, if you want to watch some Sunbelt hoops on the Deuce, Georgia State, assuming they're playing this weekend, looks like they are. Georgia State and South Alabama is going to be on ESPN two Thursday night at eight o'clock. So um, interesting stuff there. You know the with the league contract with ESPN, they will have two nationally televised games and so there's the first one interesting stuff i hope georgia state has it together <laughs> they didn't have it together last week i hope they have it together this week uh we're a little bit overdue for a break we'll take one we'll be back here in a moment to get caught up on some additional notes after this on the ticket northeast arkansas sports station is 95.3 the ticket it's been extended the central family of dealerships is in a close battle to be the number one dealership in the region that's right bigger than memphis bigger than little rock central has promised to put everything into this weekend to make sure they come out number one so you're going to get the best prices from the best dealerships in the region central chevrolet central nissan central toyota central buick gmc and central ford and truman the central family of dealerships the final Final days of the year have been extended through Wednesday, January 5th. Hurry in for your best deal now at Central. Gazaway Ace and Paragold and Jonesboro remind you that whatever the project, they're the place that has everything you need. Skip the rake this season. Power up your cleanup with an Ego 650 power blower. Check out the full line of Ego tools and save 10% on the Ego 650 blower. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks, and helping you is the most important thing we do. That's Gazaway Ace on Hilltop and Jonesboro and West Kings Highway in Paragold. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. Go, Gazaway. Hey, it's Brad Bobo. If you haven't joined us for The Drive, you're missing sports talk done a different way. We shine the spotlight on local people making sports news, especially our high school coaches and athletes. We also cover sports stories from across the state and the nation. And, of course, we bring you tons of Red Wolves coverage and talk with folks around the Sunbelt Conference. Come see why sports news breaks on The Drive. Weekdays afternoons from 3 to 6 on Northeast Arkansas Sports Authority, 95.3 The Ticket and AM 970 KNEA. So I'm apartment hunting and having this debate with a landlord. Like I said, no pets. Just can't rent you the unit. Yeah, he's a dog, but sir, he's not a pet. He's four-legged, he's hairy, he's on a leash, that's a pet. No, Henry is an assistance animal. Look, I'm legally blind. Couldn't you make a reasonable accommodation for my guide dog? Young lady, you can call your canine friend anything you want. Those are the rules. Rules? Rules that allow for housing discrimination? So I made a call to HUD to confirm that, indeed, landlords must make reasonable accommodations for assistance animals. And now we're so happy in our new apartment. If you think you've been discriminated against because of your disability, race, color, religion, national origin, sex, or familial status, call the HUD hotline, 1-800-669-9777, or go to hud.gov slash fairhousing. File a complaint. Make something happen. Fair housing is your right. Use it. A public service message from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. You know that feeling? Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school can feel like that. 
But when you find the right tools, suddenly everything just clicks. FindSomethingNew.org offers resources that help develop new skills. Skills that can position you for careers in today's growing industries, from healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Find your path to a new career at FindSomethingNew.org. A message from the Ad Council. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the program. Kara and Kate with you 10 minutes away from our conversation with the voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. Looking forward to that. In the meantime, open phone lines, 930-3776. Asking you for our KavanaughCars.com question. What's your overall outlook on Arkansas State Athletics as 2022 begins? Whatever the reasons, you should be optimistic earlier, but we'll throw some pessimism at you here in just a moment. But since we're going to be Debbie Downers in this segment anyways, let me go ahead and tell you some news today that made me kind of bummed. It's not unexpected news, but it still kind of stinks. And it is that there will be no Cardinals caravan in Jonesboro this year. Of course, last year's was wiped out by COVID. Uh, We saw a couple, you know, previous years before that wiped out by bad weather. But... You know, Jonesboro is on the stop for this event. We've got a great partnership East Arkansas Broadcasters does with the St. Louis Cardinals. Of course, you can hear all of those games uh, on 95.9 The Wolf. We've got a great partnership there. And we were hoping, fingers crossed, maybe somehow, some way, we'd get to have one of those again in Jonesboro. But it is a no-go. There are multiple reasons for that. Obviously, nationally, we're still dealing with COVID spread. But, of course, the big one is we're dealing with the lockout. So how do you get players to show up for a caravan when they cannot really interact with the team? Well, you cannot. So no caravan this year. You know, they made it official. You know, for those of you that are Cardinal fans that like to go up to St. Louis and take part in the winter warm-up, that is a no-go as well. So really just, you know, any baseball-related activities that would normally be going on right now are just, they're not happening and won't be happening until the players and the owners get together and hug it all out and decide that. <laughs> Which, I mean, uh, that may not yeah, happen. There's absolutely no no rush on that, uh, it appears, from either side. Again, I, I remain positive in the sense that there will not be many games missed this year for the, for the fact that I think eventually greed will win out and they'll find some way to make it happen without uh, damaging everybody's wallets too much, but... Not there yet. <sighs> maybe maybe one of these years we'll have a Cardinal Caravan back in Jonesboro. Uh, meanwhile, since we're already in our feelings here, let's talk about all the reasons that maybe you feel pessimistic right now as a fan of Arkansas State Athletics. I mean, the, the big one is that A-State football, which of course is the driver of so much conversation, football and college athletics, last year was a bad year. There's There's no way... To try and spin it. Last season was not good. Two wins are not good enough. One FBS win is not okay. Finishing dead last in the Sun Belt is unacceptable. So if you want a reason for pessimism, I mean, that is a big shining yeah. win right there on a silver platter. So, I mean, that's that's it. Of course, I can keep going, and, and I will here, because if you want additional reasons to have, because again, the question is, is your overall outlook, not just your football outlook, but... Let's be honest. 
over the past oh, 20 years, there have been very few reasons to be optimistic about Arkansas State basketball, period. And that's, that's men's or women's. Of course, it's been forever since the Arkansas State men's team has played in any type of postseason play. NCAA tournament, NIT, any of the alphabet soup of games that are played, CBI, CIT, LMNOP, whatever these tournaments are called. A-State hasn't made an appearance in those. For women's basketball, you know, you had those those bright spots there earlier in the decade when you had Andrea Gamble and you had incredible talent. And, and we've talked about the freshmen on this team that I'm really excited about and I love watching play. But again, this is... You know, you saw the loss against Georgia Southern. You saw a team get rattled a little bit. You didn't have a great start to the year. So I'm not going to try and sunshine pump you on women's basketball right now. There's got to be some things that improve as conference play continues. Kind of the same discussion for baseball that we just had for basketball. There have been very few reasons to be optimistic over the years. So why should 2022 be different? Additionally, you know, you look at the programs right now at Arkansas State that are having success. Like, eventually, eventually, A-State track and field is not going to win a title in something, a conference title. I mean, eventually it's going to happen. And you certainly hope it's not this year. But again, if you're looking at things from a pessimistic lens, then it's going to be on the horizon at some point in time. Same thing with with bowling or men's golf. You know, at, at some point in time, Sometimes bad things just happen. Sometimes you get hit with a wave of injuries and you can't deal with it. You just never know. So there are, if you want to be pessimistic, I got your list of pessimism right there. Now, of course, a lot of you today just stating that you feel kind of, you know, just okay about 2022. So you're taking a little bit from column A and a little bit from column B. And that's where you're viewing this year as a fan. Now, overall, as far as my answer, I fall, I fall more on the optimistic spectrum. But again, that's also because I'm just kind of an optimist in life. I mean, I can talk myself into just about anything from a positive lens. Sometimes delusionally so. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's just kind of, again, where I'm, where I'm at as, as a human being and a sports fan. I just, I tend to view things uh, more positively than not. I, I hope so many of these teams in this upcoming year give me, give me reasons to continue to be an optimistic human being. 53% of you right there with me, though. 53% of you saying that you feel optimistic about 2022. 31% of you vote just okay. 16% of you have a uh, pessimistic or Disappointing expectation for for what is ahead. We'll read Kendall's answer here because he voted optimistic, but then outlined the reasons why as well on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. But uh, Kendall says, 10-3 men's basketball for the first time in 23 years. Probably the best signing class our football team has ever had. We can't, fingers crossed emoji, have a worse football season. Bowling championship, let's not forget about rugby. So he outlines several reasons why he is an optimist. Yeah, and you can find, I think, several different programs to prove your point, no matter which way you're leaning with your answer. But that poll question is up again at Kara underscore Richie or by using the hashtag WDRZ. It's always brought to you by our friends at KavanaughCars.com. Uh, maybe getting in a new ride is one of your goals for 2022. 
You can find out more information about how to do it at KavanaughCars.com. Whether that's getting pre-approved for your purchase, finding out what your trade is worth, or maybe just, you know, window shopping through some inventory. It's all right there for you. They'll take care of you. They've even got a side operator you can talk with if you have any questions. And all of it is at KavanaughCars.com. Let's go ahead and hit pause here when we come back. We'll have Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, with us in studio. Keep it with us on The Ticket. The Ritter Communications Hotline is open now on Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. Call 930-3776. Happy New Year from your friends at the Ticket Radio Network. Hey, we can't wait to see what happens in 2022. And we'll be right here all year long to talk about all the teams you care about. And every weekday, you can join the conversation with the Front Row with Budrow from 7 to 10. RWRC Radio, 10 to noon. The Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie from noon to 2. The Setup from 2 to 3. And the Drive with Brad Bobo from 3 to 6. So here's to you and a great 2022 from the Ticket Radio Network. Hey, this is Jackson from Tommy's Express Car Wash, and we're thrilled to announce that we've opened a second location in Jonesboro. That's right, Tommy's Express is now on Hilltop. Come experience the best car wash you'll find anywhere with the newest, most innovative technology in the auto wash industry. Plus, we have free vacuums, and our Tommy's Club Unlimited memberships start at just $19.99 a month, and those are good for all the Tommy's locations. So come see us seven days a week at Highland and Caraway and our brand new Tommy's Express Car Wash on Hilltop. Hey, it's John G. for George Kale Motors in Newport. Have you ever been to a car dealership and a salesperson chases you around like you stole something? At George Kale Motors, we won't chase you around or lie in front of your car to make you stop. But we will try to do everything we can to make you comfortable and enjoy your shopping experience. We offer great selection, great prices, and exceptional service after the sale. View our entire inventory at georgekalemotors.com or come see us at Newport. Off Highway 67, Exit 85, GMC and George Kale Motors, we are professional grade. New at Farmers and Merchants Bank on Highland Drive in Jonesboro, our MVP Center. That's me banking virtual pro, kind of like an ATM, only there's a real F&M banker on screen to help you do almost anything you can do inside the lobby. Live teller hours 7 to 7 weekdays and 9 till noon on Saturdays. Works as an ATM 24-7. Think inside the box with Farmers and Merchants Bank on Highland and coming soon to Southwest Drive at Parker Road. Member FDIC. In times of fear, World Vision has been there for the most vulnerable. For the last 70 years, we've stood with kids and families during some of the world's hardest times. Through natural disasters, war, and disease, delivering life-saving aid and support, helping rebuild lives, and empowering entire communities to lift themselves out of poverty. And we're doing the same today. Because rising to these challenges is in our DNA. And with every act of courage, faith, and love, at home and abroad, we do more than just stop the spread of fear. We replace it with hope. Learn more at worldvision.org. It's not too early to talk to your child about drinking. For tips on what to say, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome you back into the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Cade still here with you. Joined in studio now by voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. You doing okay? I'm 
doing great. How are you? Good. You feeling kind of, sort of well rested? You only had about, I guess, half the week's worth of work last week than you thought you would. <laughs> well, I was kind of upset about that. I, I wanted to call the game against Georgia State this past Thursday. That was one I was looking forward to, but unfortunately, didn't get to play that mm-hmm. one. Uh, the good news is we did get to play the Georgia Southern game, and that went really well. So a good start to conference play. Yeah, that was a, a very decisive win. A-State got up big early in the first half. Let the Eagles come back a little bit and then a really dominant second half. But what were some of the biggest highlights for you in that one? Yeah, you mentioned the start, and I thought the energy was fantastic just out of the gate. It had been 11 days since they had played. So – it was understandable in the first half where there was a little bit of rust and even coach Bellato and Marquise Eaton talked about it after the game uh, with me during the post game, you know, they had 12 turnovers in the first half. They only had six in the second half. So they were able to clean some things up in the second half, but uh, defensively just all around uh, really, really good effort. You know, that Georgia Southern team, I think was shooting 50% on the season. They were ninth nationally in team field goal percentage coming in and we hold them to 37% and forced 20 turnovers. So, the uh, the defense was really really good and uh, you know I really like what I've seen from this team really going back the last I guess three and a half games now to the second half of that game at Texas Tech on I think this game is or this team rather is playing its best basketball especially on the defensive side you know you talked about holding Georgia Southern thirty seven percent can't remember the percentages from Air Force but that was a really well played defensive Similar. game. Uh, just what, especially in these last three or so games, just what kind of switch has been flipped? Why is why is the defense clicking so well right now? You know, I, I think the effort is there. Everybody's buying in, and you know, I, I know we'll get into this here in just a minute. But I had a really good visit with Desi Sills uh, on our podcast, and uh, you know, a big part of that conversation was Desi talking about how everybody's buying in on that end of the floor and he kind of went one by one down the roster talking about uh, just you know how everybody has come around defensively and you can tell I mean it that energy that Desi brings is infectious and everybody is kind of playing off of it They're, they're buying in on that end of the floor so you know, defense is going to lead to offense and easy buckets on offense, and we're starting to see that more and more. I'm stealing my thunder a little bit. I had I had Desi Seals written down on my list to ask you about. <laughs> well, we can get we can get more into that. <laughs> but again, I know you know he he was with you guys on the Second and Done podcast, yeah. and I've already seen people commenting on social media about just a great interview and all of the things he gets into. But the, the highlights, what did some of the things that he said? What are some of the things he said that are still sticking with you? We covered a whole lot of things, but it uh, it, it kind of started off with with his family. You know, Desi has he's one of twenty four kids, and he's I mean he's got twenty three siblings, and he said he's eight or nine in that range. He's got uh, the the youngest is eight months old, but he is uh, he's got a big family. And, you know, he kind of just goes into his history of of playing basketball, getting uh, offers as soon as eighth grade um, from Division I schools. Mm -hmm. Of course, he committed to Arkansas in in 10th grade. 
And, uh, you know, he, he talks about his experience there, but why Arkansas State was the place for him and why, uh, you know, he, he trusts Coach Bellato and this staff so much, why he likes this team so much. We got into hair color. We got into He's everything. He's got the red highlight, yeah. Everything you could possibly uh cover with Desi I think uh, we covered pretty much everything so uh, really really enjoyed that visit and uh, it's about a 40 to 45 minute visit with, with Desi but uh, if you get time uh, hopefully uh, everybody gets a chance to check that out yeah open book is what I think I've heard that the, yep. the word used for that and it sounds pretty accurate yes very much so and it, it's cool just be and and it, I'll even go back to last night you know Everybody has been open about uh, how they're buying in to this team because we have Marquise Eaton out at Lost Pizza for Live with the Red Wolves, and it was probably uh, the most candid uh, we've uh, we've been, or, or Marquise has been in an interview with us before. So uh, you can tell he's excited about this team, and uh, he talked about the buy-in from everybody as well. So. It's it's a fun time. You can tell that this uh, this group is excited about where it's at and you know what this team might become. You know, it, it's obvious who the big three are. You know, on this team has been since the beginning of the season with Omir and Eaton and Sills and what's expected there. But uh, what's going to make this team successful is the the supporting cast and Mike Bellotto today praising Keon Wesley, his defense, mm-hmm. and he's kind of a guy that seems like he slides under the radar a little bit in terms of stats, but always has an impact on on each game yeah his length is a major factor and you know he he always brings a whole lot of effort and I think him and Marquise Davis are so similar I mean those two kind of interchange a lot you'll see one substitute for the other and they bring the same kind of energy on both ends of the floor and I think that they know their roles they're more comfortable in, in what they're being asked to do. And, of course, they were both around last year. Yeah. But you can tell that there there is a much uh, much higher comfort level than there was a year ago. They, they know what they're doing in the system. They trust their teammates. And they are a, a big factor in, in what this team is trying to do. Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, here with us in studio. And now they'll try and – continue that defensive intensity and just a good play in general against the Raging Cajuns going to be pretty pretty good test coming up this week. You know, I, I was really excited about the Georgia State game because that was a, a big-time measuring stick. I mean, Georgia State's been at the top of the league forever. It, you know, it, it, as long as they've been in the league, they've been the team to yeah. beat, and they were picked first in, in the preseason Sunbelt Conference poll. Well, the Cajuns were picked second in that poll and you know we know uh it's always intense when these two teams together get together we we played four times last year it it was two and two Uh, all the i mean the home team won all four but uh, if the red wolves can find a way to go into the cajun dome on thursday night uh, i think that would be a big boost going forward and uh, you heard coach Bellato earlier today he mentioned it last night during the show as well uh, he thinks the Cajuns, outside of Illinois and Texas Tech, are the best team that, that we've played to this point. So it'll be a big challenge. They, they've got some size uh, that we're going to have to contend with. And, of course, that means 
Norshad's going to have to stay out of foul trouble. And, uh, you know, I I kind of half-jokingly say this anymore, but if anybody's asking about this team, I'll tell you, the first five minutes of the game are the most important yeah. five minutes of the game because if Norshad goes out and gets two fouls, it's a completely different game. If he stays out of foul trouble and gets through those first five minutes – unscathed then I really like our chances and it doesn't matter who we play from here on out it's just keeping him in the game and out of foul trouble it's been uh you know a lot of people changing roles at Louisiana and there with the raging Cajuns in several different departments but do you know if they found a new light switcher since last season <laughs> well I hope so I, that's the first time I've thought about it this year so um yeah hopefully you know our guys can find out or find a way to win, and we can turn the lights out on them. Any, uh, nice. it would be any scores from over the weekend get your attention in the Sun Belt. Well, I mean, with them, I mean, the Cajuns go on the road and and uh, won their first two games. They, they won at App and at Coastal, so that was a good start to the season for them. And then, you know, I thought UTA uh, with some turnover on their roster and uh, a new head coach there Greg Young's been there for a long time as an assistant but he's in his first year as the head coach I, I didn't know you know just how they would you know start out in conference play they struggled a little bit in non-conference but you know they're off to a 2-0 and start so you know that a little bit surprising out of the gate but uh, at the same time nothing just shocks me uh, in, in this league there there's a lot of parody, but I, I will tell you, I, I feel like you know, this A-State team has a chance to be right up there at the top. They've got the talent to do that. Of course, there will be you know two games played, in theory, knock on wood, everybody, uh, before we talk to you again next week. Any yeah. notes uh, to throw at us on ULM? You know, their season opener, they lost by 60, I think, to LSU. And you thought, what's wrong with ULM? Wow. Well, they've turned it around. I mean, they had a six-game win streak at yeah. one point. So uh, they – and they've got some good wins. Uh, I've got to go back and look at their schedule, but I'm pretty sure they beat Stephen F. Austin, um, you know, which is always a good program. Um, you know, Keith Richard's a good coach. I mean, anytime you play that team, you know they're going to be well-coached yeah. uh, because of him. And, you know, it's, it's not easy – to beat that bunch and you know we've had success uh, against ULM over the years but uh, it, it will certainly not be easy on Saturday Thursday against the Raging Cajuns Saturday against the Warhawks so uh, Thursday night seven o'clock on 107.9 K-Fine you can hear voice of the Red Wolves Matt Stoltz on the call can't wait it'll be fun and in the meantime uh, the second to nine podcast available wherever you get your podcast correct I am looking forward to going and listening to that Desi Seals conversation. Yeah, and I'm 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 still um, I want people to if they didn't hear live with the Red Wolves last night as well to go back and hear that we we had a really fun time out there at Lost Pizza and thanks to uh, everybody who came out to the show. Uh, one of the funnier lines, real quick. Uh, I know we got to get out of here, but uh, uh, Marquise and Coach Bellato were comparing themselves to Greg Popovich and Tony Parker and their relationship <laughs> over the years. And 
And it's funny, just uh, Coach Bellato had a great quote about it, but uh, just, you know, how they started out when Tony Parker was a rookie and sure. and kind of the same way as Marquise is a freshman. Now they've been together five years and, and you know, still they, you know, they have their moments, but they always end up hugging it out. No, so. I'm sure they finish each other's sentences at this point in time. They do at this point, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff all around again. Uh, live with the Red Wolves every Monday at Lost Pizza on uh, Southwest Drive. Thanks for hanging out with us. Today. Absolutely. One more break to take. We'll do it. We'll come back. Wrap up a Tuesday edition of the Workday Red Zone. Keep it here on the ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. It's been extended. The Central family of dealerships is in a close battle to be the number one dealership in the region. That's right. Bigger than Memphis, bigger than Little Rock. Central has promised to put everything into this weekend to make sure they come out number one. So you're going to get the best prices from the best dealerships in the region. Central Chevrolet, Central Nissan, Central Toyota, Central Buick GMC, and Central Ford in Truman. The Central family of dealerships. The final days of the year have been extended through Wednesday, January 5th. Hurry in for your best deal now at Central. If buying a new or pre-owned vehicle was only about price and selection, we at Harris Ford think we pretty much got all you need. But we know that there's so much more you need when it's time to trade. For one thing, their service. And you, our customers, have honored Harris Ford year after year with the President's Award for Service. We here at Harris Ford wish that 2022 is by far your most blessed year ever. Highway 67 in Newport at exit 85. You'll like what we do. Happy New Year from your friends at the Ticket Radio Network. Hey, we can't wait to see what happens in 2022. And we'll be right here all year long to talk about all the teams you care about. And every weekday, you can join the conversation with the Front Row with Budro from 7 to 10. RWRC Radio, 10 to noon. The Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie from noon to 2. The Setup from 2 to 3. And The Drive with Brad Bobo from 3 to 6. So here's to you and a great 2022 from the Ticket Radio Network. Braxton was diagnosed with chloride plexus carcinoma, a brain tumor. St. Jude is helping us put away our fears. We have an amazing team that fights for the best outcome for Braxton. He has the best chance here. I don't have to worry that how much is that bag of fluid going to cost me? Can I afford it to save my child's life? The donations they're paying for me to live every day with my son, be stress-free, and enjoy every day with him. I wish there was a word bigger than thank you, more close to the heart, because thank you's not enough. They've given me hope. They've given me my son. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Hey everybody, it's time for today's STEM tip. Want to know how to make your selfies even better? Okay, let's use science. The best time for photos is golden hour. That's the moment right before the sun sets, when the atmosphere scatters blue and violet wavelengths, making perfect, soft, and golden selfie light to show off that beautiful face of yours. Click. Check out She Can STEM for more inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. 
And it's the home stretch here on the program. Kara and Cade with you for one more segment on the Workday Red Zone. Of course, Cade will be around for an hour after that on the setup. But uh, your last chance, last call here on the KavanaughCars.com question. How do you feel about A-State Athletics overall heading into 2022? Do you feel optimistic about what could be on the horizon for this year? Pessimistic? Kind of just, just okay? Maybe kind of waiting and see? That's the question again. 930-3776, the number to call. Had some issues with Facebook earlier, so I'm just going to be brave and answer this on air. Who's with us? What's up, Kara? Hey, what's up, Chuck? You doing all right today? I'm doing pretty good, Kara. How about yourself? Hey, doing good. Thanks for shouting at us. Hey, uh, what was your question of the day? I turned the radio down when I was calling you. Sure. What's your overall outlook on A-State Athletics as 2022 begins? You feeling optimistic about what this year could bring? Pessimistic or just kind of in between? I feel pretty good about it. Okay. I mean, you know, the basketball team is 10-3. and three. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're on a pretty good run. Uh, I mean, you had the best recruiting class in football. I mean, now let's wait and see what the baseball team does. Okay. I'm with it. You know, maybe they'll get on a good run, too. That would be awfully so. fun. I do. I, I, love, I love my springs at the Tom, but I would – I would love to see just a couple more wins out there this year. I would too. I would too. Now, are they are they talking about any expansions on the Tom or anything well, like that? So it, it doesn't necessarily need expansions. It just kind of needs a facelift. And there are discussions. In fact, they have renderings that they've done. And one of the first things they've done, they've actually started doing some dirt work on moving the bullpens so this is going to be a multi 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 step plan to revitalize the tom a little bit but right now you know the bullpens are down the right field line and if you sit out there on the barton's deck it can be a little bit almost dangerous every once in a while you know if one gets away from the catcher you need to keep your head on a swivel but what they're doing is they've already started relocating those bullpens um, out past the outfield so that's that's step one of what I don't know how many steps in this process there's going to be probably a lot but uh, step one is underway well, that's good I mean I, they, they've done an upgrade to the stadium you know to the football stadium yeah. I I don't know if they've done anything to the vault or, or to the convocation center or not you know uh, but it seems like we're putting a lot of money into the football stadium and None into the baseball field. Well, that's that's true. With basketball, I think some of the stuff that they've done hasn't been as noticeable. It's been more in terms of like team locker rooms and things like that. So that's not stuff we really see as fans. Uh, but uh, but yeah, baseball is it's it is over overdue to have some improvements there. And my next question for you, I know it's almost the end of the break. Uh, has there been any talks of uh, getting? Uh, a soft, I know we have a, a softball team, but one that plays where they can play in the regular, you know, like in the Sun yeah. Belt. Yeah, right now it's a club team, and that club team has had a lot of success. You know, they've won a, a club World Series, but everybody wants to see this become an official D1 program. And I know when 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 Dr. Dampus was putting together, you know, his checklist of what he wanted to see the next AD accomplish, you know, bringing in softball was a big, big, big part of it. And I... I know it's more than being discussed. I know they have more than laid the groundwork for that to happen. But, 
you still got to have a couple things happen first, most notably getting a facility for it because it's it is not the same thing as a baseball stadium at all. You can't you can't use it for both, not even close. So that's going to be the first step. So still got to wait on that and when we start to find out more information there, well then you'll know that softball's on the horizon. Well, why do they play those softball games at now at club sport? I'm I'm guessing Southside. Okay. I don't know. I've never seen them play out there. I know they use that for, you know, like men's league and and co-ed and stuff. I didn't know, you know. And so ASU don't have no softball field at all. Not on campus, no. You'd You'd have to build one. Um, and I don't know necessarily where that would be if you if you have it off to the side of the Tom. Obviously, you have a whole lot of area there in front of campus that got taken up now by the by the Embassy Suites. So I'm not sure if that would be the target or if you'd look at look at having it somewhere else. I'm not sure about about the future softball field location. Well, Gary, that's all I had. I appreciate you taking my call. Y'all have a great day and go Red Wolves. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening, Chuck. We'll see you. And it's pretty much a wrap on the phones today. We've got about two minutes till the music hits, so don't want anybody to call and us just have to cut you off. Uh, a couple notes on some of the things that we have talked about today. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the show, we gave you all a update in terms of, you know, the Washington football team looking at possibly becoming the Washington Red, Red Wolves. That is, again, a no-go but Logan Whaley of KEIT elaborates with this, saying, quote, according to the school, Arkansas State was never even contacted by Washington about using the name Red Wolf. So much ado about nothing for all of us. Again, look, I'm not going to lie. I was hoping Washington would make Arkansas State an offer they couldn't refuse. Yeah, that would have been nice. That would have been nice. Because then, Chuck, we'd know the answers to that softball question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd have you'd have facility upgrades yeah. and softball and they'd be, be great. There'd be, you know, backhoes all over the place digging up fields to start making the the, the softball field and whatnot, but uh but yeah, that's um not gonna happen again. Logan stating that A State never contacted by Washington, so so much for that. I feel like there was one other super important factoid I was gonna throughout you guys but I forgot so oh well hey we got a bowl game tonight though uh last one until the natty so how is it LSU and K LSU and Kansas State, State? yeah, yeah LSU okay. doesn't have a quarterback on their roster right now because of uh COVID and I think quarantining and whatnot so is Kansas State favored uh, Kansas State's only a seven and a half point favorite despite the fact that LSU only has like 40 scholarship players available and has no quarterback Maybe today we'll get nuts. Maybe today we'll just be crazy. It's it's a fun day in sports history. In fact, in college football history. Uh, look, we're not going to see a replica of this game tonight. But, you know, this is the day on 2006 where Texas defeated USC in the Rose Bowl for the BCS National Championship. So we've had some sports history, some really fun sports history on January 4th in the past. Maybe it'll be fun. Again, maybe we'll see 16 overtimes, and it'll be fascinating. Probably not, though. I have a feeling I'm going to turn this one off at the half. We'll see. I have a feeling I'm not going to watch the, any of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, thanks for hanging out with us today. Appreciate Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. 
joining us in studio. You can find that chat later this afternoon at 953theticket.com. Keep it here. The setup with Kate and Andrew is next. Followed by The Drive at 3 o'clock. Have it here in the morning for the front row with Budrow at 7. RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10. Kate and I will be back for more of the Workday Run Zone tomorrow at noon. So for Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great day.